And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Monday, August 31st, the last day of August. I can't believe it. I mean, right? Ay, 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 these months they go by. It's crazy. So if you've got a financial question, if you've got a career question, if you've got an education funding question, we don't care what it is, send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Let's talk to Regina, whose subject is helping my adult child and his family during the pandemic. Okay, here's the message. My son and daughter-in-law were both employed in the entertainment field. They were behind the scenes in the theater before the pandemic. At this point, it doesn't look hopeful that they will be returning to work until the spring of 2021. I know, God, theater in New York, it's going to be rough. Here's the issue. They purchased a house about 18 months ago. I thought that I might be able to help them make some payments on the mortgage by just paying the interest for five to six months before those payments are due with the thought that they wouldn't have to make any full mortgage payments for the next five to six months. There is no prepayment penalty clause in their mortgage. However, this does not seem to be the case. The mortgage company told them a prepayment would just shorten the length of the mortgage. Is that correct? Doesn't seem fair, especially in the dire situation a lot of people are finding themselves in. Any insight you could provide would be appreciated as I'm very concerned about them and my grandson. The other big concern is that they are soon going to lose their health care coverage. Do you have advice on that subject? Oh, this is a terrible situation, Regine. I'm so sorry to hear about this. All right, let's look at these two things. The mortgage, they should go to the lender and they should be asking for forbearance, which means they should be asking for a breather. They should have been asking for a break because of COVID. And if this mortgage is uh, backed by Fannie or Freddie, they will get that. As far as the payment schedule, look, the mortgage company details that. So it depends on what kind of mortgage they had. I presume if the mortgage company says the prepayment is shortening the length of the mortgage, then so be it. As far as the health insurance, that's a big deal. Uh, We know we had a report that almost 6 million people have lost their health insurance because of COVID. So in terms of what they can do, 
I would be looking at the Affordable Care Act's uh, marketplace. And I don't know if they're in New York or not, but New York has a pretty good plan. I'm just assuming they're New York theater people. What they might find out is that because their income has dropped, that they can qualify for credits to help them afford this coverage. So maybe instead of helping them with the mortgage payments, you help them with their healthcare coverage. That may be a, a more efficient way for you to help them out. Okay, I'm so sorry for them, and I'm so sorry for all of you. And of course, let us know if there's anything else that we can do. Thanks very much for giving us a shout. Here's a note from Gretchen, who says, Thank you so much for this service. We have two accounts due to investments over the years at our respective employment. One is through a local advisor who's affiliated with Ameriprise, and the advisor sets up the portfolio for us. The other account is Fidelity, local advisor, but national team determines portfolio based on our risk determinations. We're thinking with going with just one of them for ease and estate planning. We are retired, have $300,000 in assets that must stay in my state supplemental retirement fund. 430 grand with Fidelity, 300 grand with Ameriprise. Fidelity is managed through the Family Wealth Division, leads us to lower fees, as my parents had accounts with them, as well as my sister. We have pensions, Social Security, so we don't need to use these assets for everyday expenses, but we're looking forward to using the money from our accounts for special travel with our kids and grandkids. Of course, not now because of the virus. We have respect and loyalty to both the local advisor with whom we have worked for the longest, but we like the variety of investments with Fidelity and their advisor. Both accounts have performed similarly. Fidelity has done 1.5% better than Ameriprise. Should we stay with two companies or go with just one? Is it unethical to change from our long-term advisor? Thank you for your thoughts on this. Let's take the ethical question off the table because it is not unethical to change. My baseline when it comes to managing assets is more is not better. In fact, I think that consolidating these accounts in one of the two firms makes sense. The winner is Fidelity. And the reason is that I'm sure, not knowing the exact details of the cost, but I am pretty confident that the Fidelity is cheaper. So I say consolidate, go to Fidelity, and no, there is no ethical issue. Thank you so much for sending us that note. Jenny writes, my husband and I have a six-year-old son with an intellectual and developmental disability resulting from a rare genetic deletion. Oh, that's terrible. He is physically very healthy and we expect him to outlive us and our ability to provide care for him. Hmm. We have established a third-party special needs trust and we plan to contribute to it in lieu of a 529 plan. Uh, just for everyone listening, a special needs trust, that's one of those things that you really can't do without the help of somebody else. That somebody else is an attorney who has this kind of expertise. The reason a special needs trust is created is so that you can put money in, but not have there be a problem with your beneficiary of that trust collecting any benefits in the future. Okay, back to Jenny. We hope that the special needs trust will supplement government benefits he may be eligible for as he ages, lessening the burden of his care on his siblings. We currently invest in Vanguard and have $10,000 to open an account for his trust. 
What type of account would you recommend? How would you suggest investing this money so that it will be there in 30 to 40 years when it will be needed? Mark, you want to do a do you want to do a target date fund for this, or do you want to just say there's five thousand half and half stock bond index? What what do you prefer? Well, okay, Mark wants to double check that you're working with an estate attorney because this is really the special needs trust needs a, a a lawyer's eyes on it. Once you have clarified that, I think that we're both of the opinion that you could just use a target date fund for this money lump it all into that target date fund. So you think 30 years down the line, it's it's treated almost like a retirement account. You choose a date that matches when you think that your son might actually need the money. Um, and of course, by the way, with that special needs trust, I'm sure that you have named trustees, maybe it's the siblings, but everyone needs to know exactly what's going on with this trust, Who, especially the people who are going to be responsible for your son. Okay. Okie doke. Nellie writes, greetings. I'm a single 31-year-old female with an annual income of $90,000. I currently have a traditional IRA with a balance of $27,000, a Roth IRA with $12,000. I'm in the 24% tax bracket. However, I will be getting married in 2021, which would put me in the 22% bracket. I'm four years into my current career. I expect my salary alone to be at 150 grand in the next couple of years. I'm considering converting my traditional IRA into a Roth IRA after getting married and wanted to hear your thoughts. One, is it worth converting my traditional IRA into a Roth IRA? Answer, yes. Is there a way to estimate how much I will pay in taxes for the conversion? Sure. You would take the IRA, which is $27,000, make that taxable income. So you pop it on there and say that that will be at at least 22%, the feds, and add in your state tax. Then you'll know what the taxable impact will be. Next question. Would I need to pay Uncle Sam a big lump sum? Yes, you do. You have to do that in the subsequent year that you've done the conversion in the subsequent tax filing time in April. Should I convert the entire 27 grand or am I able to convert half? You can totally do half as long as you have the money that's outside of the retirement accounts to pay the tax that's due. Okay. Thanks so much for the podcast. It's such a treat. I look forward to it daily. Keep up the great work because it makes a difference in people's lives. I know it has made a difference in mine, Nellie. Oh, Nellie, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. All right, Mark, are we done for today? I think so. So I cannot believe it, but tomorrow we will be talking to you on September 1st. Oh my God. How is this happening? If you've got a financial question, don't forget, you can send us an email or you can just get to us through the website, jillonmoney.com. On the upper right-hand corner, we have a little click here, contact button, and you can easily send a note. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's free. Don't forget to wash your hands and wear your masks and maintain your physical distancing do something nice for somebody else. Hey, you know what, Mark? I look forward to the time where I can stop using that as the show close, but I'm still going to do something at the end. I'm going to do something like this at the end. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.